Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Wiley. With all of those thoughts in mind, when talking about Altuve um, and, and a looming decision there, when talking about Bregman, which may be an even more interesting decision because there might be teams that are willing to go deep into his 30s to, to sign Alex Bregman, depending on the type of season that he has next season, of course. But that's going, and and the looming contracts for Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker, those will all certainly play a role, I would I would think, in how the Astros go through their 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 offseason this upcoming uh this upcoming winter with with the free agents. Brantley is a free agent, Maldonado is a free agent, Stanek, Maton, they're free agents. You've also got a player option for Hector Neris. And it's $8.5 million. I would anticipate that Neris declines that and goes out there, tries to get more, tries to get some guaranteed money at age 34. Maybe he's trying to find a, his last two- or three-year deal. So they may need to go out and, and replace a lot of bullpen pieces if it is Neris, Stanek, and Maton that all end up walking. Um, Molinado, uh, again, another stalwart there. What are your expectations for this offseason? Because when you factor in arbitration dollars, because Tyler and Al- Tucker and Alvarez are going to get some serious money through arbitration. So it's not like there's it's not like you got, you know, all this money coming off the books and they've got, you know, 50 to 75 million dollars to work with. I think they're going to have to be smart. And again, they have the horizon on the on their mindset. What do you see? What are your expectations on their approach this offseason as far as it pertains to the roster? Uh, most notably, 
uh, Jordan is controlled. They got him at what looks like a tremendous right. deal. Right, right, good point. Become an issue, right? He has five years left on six years at under $20 million per. Good point. Uh, Kyle good, Tucker's good point. two years away. He made $5 million this past season after losing his arbitration case. So if you budget him at $10, $11, 12000000 million for 2024, certainly manageable. And mm-hmm. that's easily offset. Michael Brantley looks finished. You can't count on the shoulder yes. staying healthy. He didn't hit in the right. playoffs once he got back five for 28. He's 36 years old. He made $12 million this year to hardly play at all. Uh, if you want to keep him as an extra outfielder, pinch hitter, at two and a half million dollars, mm-hmm. uh, but Brantley is a piece to be counted on at this point. Is done. Right. Maldonado is a terrible player. Right, he's always been a lousy offensive player. The defense has been de- de- uh, deteriorated for most of the year until a couple of blowout losses. Uh, the Astros' pitching staff earned her average was actually lower with Yiner Diaz behind the plate than it was mm-hmm. with Maldonado. His nickname has been Machete for the throwing arm, more like butter knife now. He threw out yeah. under 15% of opposition base stealers. And while we're not talking 1980s AstroTurf baseball, the running game took on a little increased importance with the rule changes yeah. this year, the larger bases and a little bit shorter distance, first to second. Uh, Maldonado did successfully uh, defend his major league uh, title and pass balls. Yonder Diaz did not have one. The mm-hmm. framing numbers, Maldonado was about dead last in major league mm-hmm. baseball, if you buy into that. So yep. there really isn't a leg to stand on other than a couple of the pitchers swear by the guy and Dusty Baker considered him some sort of Yoda Menza that I guess Justin Verlander would go to pieces if Martin Maldonado wasn't his personal catcher. Imagine how bad Framber Valdez might have been in, in, in the second half of the season. And, and oh my God, how many runs would the Rangers have scored in the first inning of game seven if Maldi hadn't been there to settle him down? So right. the lineup's going to get better because whoever is filling out the lineup card next year Maldonado's either not going to be here or quite clearly is going to be the backup, not starting mm-hmm. 110 games. Uh, you hit on the bullpen. Uh, Stanek probably looks for a little elevated role somewhere, a primary setup man, which can command more money than being the fourth or fifth guy out of a bullpen. Maton had a very good season after a lousy 2022. So what is his market? Neris's player option vested. So I, I think you hit nail on head there. He looks for two, three years. Will the Astros go there? Uh, Ryan Presley, their closer, one year left at $15 million. Brian Abreu, their second best reliever, just getting toward arbitration eligibility. Not even there. They control him for five more years, uh, four more years. Uh, Kendall Graveman, who they acquired late in the year, under contract at $8 million per for another season. So they have some pieces, but if they don't retain any of those three, yeah, they're going to have some bullpen work. And uh, as always, fans, media, otherwise, it's easy to spend gobs of someone else's money. So, sure, yeah. just go out and sign Josh Hader, originally an Astros prospect, and there you have the devastating righty-lefty punch and your bullpen problems are solved. Will the Astros be willing to even entertain swimming in that deep end of the pool? Plus, Josh Hader's not going to go somewhere where he's not the clear closer. Uh, right. But the Astros, you know, to the victors belong the spoils, win the 2022 World Series, they're top five. Actually, maybe a top three revenue team for 2023 behind only the Yankees and the Dodgers. Uh, the Astros payroll opening day 2023 actually lower than it was in 2022. So they have room. And it's Jim Crane, who actually owns about 40 percent of the club. But he and the ownership group, it's their money, their decisions to make. Uh, but if you're talking about legacy and trying to milk the last you can from the cow of this glorious era, uh, I don't think you want to be nickel dime cheap. 
I'm not saying you go out and go crazy and yeah. offer Cody Bellinger seven years, $200 million, but that's the number one non-pitching free agent who'd be an ideal fit for the Astros. Well, they're going to pay top of market to, to land a, a guy like that. So they're mm-hmm. in a transition phase where it's not likely to all fall apart on them in 2024. Uh, but the very best of this era is in the rearview mirror, which doesn't preclude winning another World Series, but the whole point is just sure. get in the tournament. And this now, Jim, is 29 years since the introduction of the, the wild card. Seven. Seven of those 29 years has the best team in baseball for the full regular season gone on to win the World Series. Because baseball more so than the NBA or the NHL, the gap mm-hmm. between winning and losing is just much smaller. You want to throw football in the mix? No team in in baseball comes close to winning 75% of its games, right? right. In the NBA, the best 60 win team wins in the NFL, the best team goes 14 and three, the worst yeah. teams with very rare exceptions, Oakland this year, the worst teams don't lose two thirds of their games. In the NFL, the worst team is going to go two and 15 or three and 14. The worst team in the NBA is going to go 18 and 64. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get into the postseason. to me, there's no such thing as a big upset because bad teams can beat good teams three out of five. So that a good team can beat a better team or a great team three out of five or four out of seven upset, but no one should ever be shocked by anything, whether it's yeah. the Rangers coming into Houston and making it seven for seven, the road teams in the series, or the Diamondbacks going into frightful Philadelphia and winning six and seven there. Baseball's just different by this by that criterion. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yeah, and the more teams you let in, the more parity you create. And there are a lot of teams that just missed out. So it really is. Baseball is in a very, I think, healthy place for that perspective where uh, you are going to enter into the 2024 season and there are going to be teams that look at what Arizona did and they're going to say, why not us? The Rockies will say that. The Reds will say that. The, the, the Cleveland will say that. Why can't we spin it around and, and get in and do there pretty much every fan base minus Oakland, maybe Kansas city, everyone else, all the other 28 other teams are gonna be like, we could do it. We could definitely do it. We've got the young talent. We've got a lot of, a lot of things going in our direction. As for the Astros in this off season, has there been any indication yet from Jim Crane, from anyone on the it now it's it's early the season just ended so there may not have been a sort of exit interview kind of um, press conference with anyone yet I'm curious as to the direction for the payroll is there any hints to that if it would maybe go up from what it was in 2023 is it going to be flat have they have they given any indication uh, no indication. I would expect it to go up at least incrementally. They drew 3 million fans this year for the first time since the Craig Biggio 3,000 hit countdown that they mm-hmm. milked for all it was worth back in right. 2007. And ticket prices and concessions and parking and merchandise, it's all more costly than it was 15, 16 years ago. So yeah. uh, Astros swimming in cash. I don't yeah. think they're just going to profit take all that. Plus, they still have a good team. And they know, right, it's about keeping up with the Joneses. The Joneses have gotten better. Obviously, the Rangers, the Mariners with their young core and a very low payroll, relatively speaking, in 2023. And I threw out Otani there. Right? Forget about the pitcher. Mariners need hitting. 
And he spent a class couple of off seasons in Seattle, a huge Asian population in the Pacific Northwest. So if you mm-hmm. want to connect dots there, and it's not a glamour market team for Otani, very bad news for the Astros if, if Otani says, yeah, I'm just going to move up, up the coast. Um, yeah. So, you know, the and, and when you get a taste, unless you own the Marlins, the couple of times they want it, you want more. And right. I guess it's an individual choice of legacy. And if, I mean, if the Astros were to aggressively uh, pursue, you know, I don't think it would be Hayter, uh, one more good innings eating starter, mm-hmm. um, Blake Snell, if they wanted to jump in on Blake Snell, I don't mm-hmm. think they go to four years, a hundred million or whatever Blake Snell winds up getting. But if they decide, okay, well, if not him, if Aaron Nola is not going back to the Phillies, if you believe in Marcus Stroman's health bouncing back, but if you want to take a pretty big bite at the apple, in free agency, a pitcher. They could use another outfield bat. I presume Brantley is toast. They have Tucker. They have Chaz McCormick, who had a big year, but where does he level? And he turns 29 next season, and it was really his first really good season in the major leagues. I think Brantley's done. Alvarez, they don't want playing everyday left field, so they could use a third outfielder slash DH. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the, the fiscal wherewithal to do that. And again, it's not our money, but when Crane right. and his group bought the team, they paid $610 million for it. It's actually 680, but they got a nice rebate for the quid pro quo. If you want us to approve your purchase, you have to agree to go to the American League, which caused a big ruckus at the time. It's worked out quite well for them, along mm-hmm. with now having a great, great rivalry with the Rangers, as opposed to this silly silver boot thing they've been playing for since interleague play. Now you're in the same division every year, and oh, the Rangers now became the upper hand team. So being in the American League is great. That was a, a terrific thing that happened to Crane that they were told. You don't get the team unless you agree to go to the American League, and they agree to go to the American League. So they paid six hundred and ten for it. They wanted to sell; they could command two, two and a half billion dollars for it. So I don't right. want to say it's just a rounding error. And again, it's their couch. But if they reach between the cushions to come up with an extra ten or twenty million to try to squeeze all they can out of what's left of the back end mm-hmm. of Altuve's prime, if it's one more run it back with both Altuve and Bregman here, because you're not going to extend both to the end of their 30s, right? Altuve is the ranking guy. He is the right. iconic player who's now probably about on the plateau of Hakeem Olajuwon uh, in Houston team sports of what I'll call the more modern era, Earl Campbell predating that. I mean, that's where Altuve is uh, in the Houston sports hierarchy. And you don't know where the team will be four or five years from now, but I mentioned the last time they drew $3 million, right? They've been in the playoffs all these years in a row. They won the World Series in 2017, they didn't draw $3 million after that. They drew $3 million this year. Last time was when the team was terrible. But Craig Biggio, come watch Bidge chase 3,000. Well, Jose Altuve went over 2,000 hits this year. And his health, along with maintaining performance, will be big issues. But he gets to age 39, 40. He'll be in that 3,000 neighborhood. Yeah. And yeah. the Astros, I think, like Biggio here, you know, like Tony Gwynn with the Padres, Cal Ripken with the Orioles. Altuve is the kind of guy that uh, one franchise the whole career and you crown it with 3,000 hits of glory, but not if you're still a contending team where you're going to just keep him in the lineup leading off every day if he stinks. But So he's getting extra plate appearances as opposed to batting eighth or ninth. But Altuve's game, the way he hits and with the power, he should age well and become a DH-type guy. I don't think he's going to be an everyday second baseman of quality when he's 36, 37 years old. Uh, but that is a big, big question, and do they aggressively – pursue an extension with him this offseason and Altuve is now a Scott Boris guy. 